Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 26. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Verse 3 tells us Saul set up camp in the hill of Helkalah, but David was smart and stayed in the woods. Now look at verse 3 again. It tells us that David saw Saul coming. I like that. David positioned himself so he could see Saul, but Saul couldn't see David. So Saul and his men get up in the area or set up in the area in, in, in the camp. And David in verse 4, send some recon out to verify that Saul has really come to kill him. Now listen, that's wise. Have you noticed David is growing? Are you getting that feeling? If you've been with us on Wednesday night, you can feel it. David's growing, not, as, not only as a man, not only as a leader, but he's growing as a soldier. He's growing as a warrior. Because now David's wising up. He sends out some men to check out Saul just to be sure that Saul is out there. And, 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 and what is his intention? Just because Saul is out in the open in a camp doesn't mean automatically that he's coming to kill David. David doesn't know that. As a matter of fact, remember the last time they met, they, or they, 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 met, they left on good terms. They always leave on good terms, and Saul always changes his mind. Be that as it may, David sends some men out to make sure that Saul is out there and, you know, that he really wants to kill him. Or maybe he's just out there camping, and they just decide to go camping and and roast some uh, marshmallows or something, or uh, some hot dogs or something. We don't know. He doesn't know. So David goes and sends some men out to be sure that, you know, Saul hasn't come out to kill him. Now, did you catch this? David isn't running anymore. He's not running like a rodent as he had been in the past. David is becoming, as I said, a real soldier, a real warrior. Remember, David and his men were hiding in the cave. Saul had a potty, don't you remember? And that's how David cut the corner of Saul's robe. And this time, David actively sought Saul out. So David sees Saul and Abner, the commander of Saul's army. Now, you got to understand something. Look, look at me from a military standpoint and how a military unit will set up their camp. An army would come into the area and set up camp, and they would put the king in the center of the camp. Y'all follow me? You put the king in the center of the camp, and then you surround the king with an army. Well, then you would surround that army with another army. And you might surround that army with another army. So in order for you to get to the king, you got to go through 
a lot of soldiers. So David is in the heights and he sees exactly where Saul is laying. Look at verse five. It tells us that Saul is sleeping right next to Abner. Now, now Abner is a son of Ner. Abner's name means Abba, Ab. Abba means father. And Ner, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. I do know a guy named Ner had a son and named him Abner. Now, I don't know why they named him Abner. Maybe mom and dad were going through the baby name book and they saw Abba and they thought, oh, that's cute, Abba. After father, you know, Abba, that's cute. So they grab Abba and then we don't know because we weren't there. This is my sanctified imagination. You free to think what you want to think. Since I'm preaching, I'm thinking what I want to think. So maybe they're going through the, name, the baby name book and they come up with Abba and maybe something happened right then and there and, and something grabbed their attention and they just kind of went off into that something else and they left the other meaning of the name off and, and, and so, so they just call him Abner, the son of Ner. So now he's Junior Abner, Junior Ner. I mean... Junior. They probably call him Junior. David calls him Abner. David, uh, Saul calls him Abner, but his family call him Junior. You know how you got those family names. I'm going to tell you all what my family name is. Now I've piqued your curiosity. But they just call him Junior. Well, look at verse 6. So David has spotted Saul and his army. And David looks over and he says, which one of y'all are going with me? And Abishai, that's David's nephew. If you don't have that written down, write it down. That's David's nephew. Abishai said, I'll go with you. So they take off and they go down. Verse 7, David and Abishai take off and they found their way into the camp. And when they got there, did you notice this? They found Saul and everybody else. <laughs> me, 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 me. Sleeping. And Saul's spear, did you get this? Is stuck in the ground right by his head. Verse 8, Abishai said, Listen, this has got to be the Lord. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, you're going to love Abishai. When we're done with this study, he's going to be your favorite Bible character. He said, This has got to be the Lord. David, God has given your enemy into your hand. Abishai said, David, it has to be the Lord because. Because we got this close to them. We got close enough to kill them, David. We got, the, we got through 3,000 special forces. And when we got here, they're all cutting logs. David, this has to be the Lord. It must be the Lord. Are y'all getting this? Abishai is really trying to talk David into it. Abishai said, listen, David, I understand you have this thing about not touching the Lord's anointing and doing no prophets, no harm. And I understand that. But Abishai said, listen, I don't have that problem. I will touch the Lord's anointed. I will do the prophets some harm. I don't. That's your thing, David. I don't have that problem. Abishai said, don't. David, don't. I don't have that problem. You have that problem. Let me 
put the sword in him and I won't have to touch him twice in Jesus name. I get the feeling Abishai, I, you know, I'd sometimes I really wish I could have a DVD. I wish it was like, just, just like it is on DVD. Because Abishai is probably saying, David, please, 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 please say, really this one time, just let me, please, 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 let me run him through. There will, David, you don't have to touch the Lord. David, look over there. Just look, just look away. Look away. I take that, that put that sword right there through his head. David's like, I'm not touching the Lord's anointed. Now to Abishai, listen, this is perfect poetic justice. Perfect poetic justice. Abishai may be thinking this is awesome. I'm going to kill him with his own spear. I'll kill him with the same spear he's been throwing at my uncle. Abishai is thinking this is great, poetic justice. David has convictions that Abishai does not. And it's interesting because how can we, you know, um, we, can, we can talk ourselves into something many times that we really want to do. But likewise, we can talk ourselves out of something that God wants us to do. We can talk ourselves right out of a blessing. You know, I was sharing with some friends on Sunday night. We were just sitting having some fellowship, and I was telling them, about, you know, uh, prior to us coming to North Carolina, uh, many of you know I was in the Navy. I was in the Navy for 13 years. And, um, you know, I only had seven years to go to retirement. And if I had completed those seven years, I probably would have gotten somewhere between, you know, $2,500 and $3,500 a month for the rest of my life. I would have gotten medical and dental for me and my wife for the rest of my life. I would have had benefits for the rest of my life. I wouldn't even have had to worry about Obamacare. <laughs> Amen. I wouldn't, that would not be my problem. I would have been set. But God told me, even at 13 years, keep in mind you re-enlist every four. Now, those of you that have been in the military, y'all following me. The rest of y'all listen. You re-enlist every four years. So I have re-enlisted now three times. Okay? I re-enlisted, and one year after re-enlistment, God spoke to me and told me, I want you to get out. I am at Scott Air Force Base. I have the best job in the entire United States military force. I have the best job. I am stationed on an Air Force Base. I am Navy. I am an E-5 <laughs> Navy stationed on an Air Force Base, and the Air Force people don't know the Navy rank. So when I'm walking by, people are saluting me. <laughs> and, and I'm enlisted, and, and they're saluting me, sir. And, you know, when you walk by an officer, now where are my military people at? All right, so y'all know I ain't lying, all right? If I'm lying, stand up, all right? <laughs> or don't. And, 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 and when you walk by a military person, if you walk by a military officer, you have to say, by your leave, sir. So if he walking slow, like he ain't got nowhere to go, and you trying to make muster, muster is when everybody line up and they call your name. You better be there. Ours was 730. You better be there. If you're not there, you missed the ship. 
That's why I'm just like so about time. My staff will tell you I am like time. We, sir, church administration opens at 8.30. I expect the staff to be sitting at their desk at 8.30. Now, I don't care if you're eating a bowl of cereal at 8.35. I don't care what you're doing. I just need your body in the building. That's probably the military in me. So I'm on this Air Force base. Nobody knows what I'm doing. They don't know Navy rank. So Air Force guys are walking by me and they salute me by your leave, sir. I love it. I'm like, by your leave. <laughs> I'm loving it. Said, yes, sir. Hey, you had stand up and salute me right. <laughs> and I'm an E5, and then they find out, they go, you man, you. <laughs> but I, I loved it, but here was the thing. I had just re-enlisted, just re-enlisted. Then they come out with a reduction in force. I say to Elvira, because the Lord said to me, I want you to get out. I say to Elvira, well, I think the Lord is telling me to get out. She said, well, let's find out. Go put in your chit. They called it a chit. That's your document to, to get out. And if it comes back approved, it must be the Lord. This is how we decided. God doesn't oftentimes like answer you in some super spiritual way where he's answering your prayer and you wake up in the morning, you're levitating of your bed and you're like, oh, this must be the Lord. There's no possible way I could levitate over my bed. It must be the Lord. No, God works supernaturally natural. So when the chip came back, I, amen, I wait. Okay, go ahead because I'm going to finish this. So when the chip came back, chit, it's actually chit, C-H-I-T. When it came back, <laughs> y'all know what? You need to be delivered. You need to be delivered, Okay. When it came back approved, we were like, well, the Lord wants us to get out. So then we got out. God told me to come. Now, I could have reasoned myself, Rodney, this is stupid. Matter of fact, I had people tell me this was stupid. They said, Rodney, it's stupid. You only got seven more years. Why don't you do your seven years, then go to North Carolina, then the church doesn't have to pay you or anything. You have all your own money, and you could be more of a blessing to the church. Get thee behind me, Satan. God said, go now. God said, go now. And I thank God we went then. We moved. So sometimes you can really reason yourself out of a blessing. That's why the important thing is to pray and seek the Lord. Don't, don't lean to your own understanding at all. It may make all the sense in the world for you to do a certain thing, and God is saying, don't do it. You got to trust and lean on the Lord. And this is what, you know, we were talking about how our Christian mentality, Christians, we have got to change the way we're thinking because the world is squeezing you into the mold of the way that they're thinking. The world is thinking, listen, you set yourself up and then you, 
God says that you are to seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. So what you do is seek first, God, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stay in the military or do you want me to get out? God, I'm an open saint because my life belongs to you. You have been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. Did we not talk about it on Sunday? You've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And now he owns you. And now you do what he says do. And you go where he says go. And you act the way he says. And you think the way he wants you to think. Don't talk yourself out of a blessing. And so Abishai is saying to David, this is the Lord for us to kill the Lord's anointed. Don't get me wrong. I like Abishai. But I think he might be a little bit wrong on this one. David said, it's not of the Lord and we're not doing it because that's not what God would want us to do. You know, I think of these two verses I want to tell you. Psalm 119, 105, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. What do we do when we don't know what to do? How, what do we do when, when we have decisions before us that we don't know how to, how to respond to them? Well, let God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, saints, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your, y'all come on, read it with me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Abishai thought this was perfect. David, don't miss this opportunity again. Look at verse nine. David said, don't touch him. Who can stretch out their hand against the Lord's anointing and be guiltless? David said, Abishai, God got this. God knows how, look at verse nine. Y'all come on, look at verse nine with me. God got this. God knows how to handle his business. God will get him in one of three ways. Number one, God will strike him. Number two, or he'll just die like Nabal. Or three, he will die in battle. David's point is, Abishai, it is so easy for God to take care of Saul. Just last week, he took care of Nabal. Abishai, you should have been there. But he took care of Nabal just last week. I don't want to take this into my own hands. Now again, David had the opportunity to destroy Saul, but he didn't. And listen, for the most part, they would see this um that is totally God. They would say, I, I missed my chance the first time in the cave. He repented, but I missed my chance. I didn't take that opportunity. Most would think God has given me another chance. Listen, I don't care how many times something comes around. If it's in complete violation with God's written expressed word, then it's not the Lord, period. Romans 12, 17 through 19. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. And if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, somebody read it with me, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Listen, if vengeance belongs to God, then it does not belong to us. If vengeance, if God says vengeance is mine, then that means it's not yours. So we're to love our enemies and never repay evil for evil. Look at verse 11. God forbid, David said, that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. David said, Abishai, just 
to let them know that I was here, take a jug of water and a spear. Now the spear, you got your pen, is a symbol of his authority and office. It's a king's spear. It's almost like the queen's or the king's scepter. And water was hard to get in the desert and in the wilderness. So David said, just to let them know that we were that close, let's take the spear and a, a jug of water. And they took it and they got away. And the reason they were able to get in and get out is because the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on them. Now, here's another reason, saints, listen to me closely, that all glory goes to God. Here's more proof of how David was always able to stay a step ahead of Saul because the Lord was involved. They were asleep because the Lord put them to sleep. Now, it's very difficult, almost impossible to get to the king when an army is surrounding the king. And then there's an army surrounding the army that's surrounding the king. And then there's a guy on duty. For those of you who've been in the military, you know duty you work all day long and then you have to have duty and then you stay up. The duty is like an eight hour shift. So you stay up all night long. So there's a guy posted somewhere. He's supposed to be watching and making sure nobody's coming into the camp and he's sleeping. Don't y'all understand? We serve a great and awesome God. God can get done what God wants to get done. That's why Ain't no, ain't no more sweating for Pastor Rodney. Then their days are over. I think every pastor goes through it. You know, well, Lord, we don't have this. Well, Lord, this is not in place. Well, this is not in place. That's not in place. You know, God will provide when God provides. God knows what we need before we ask. We don't, we don't have to sweat it. It's his ministry. God knows how to take care of it. He took care of this situation by putting everyone, a deep sleep from the Lord fell on them. Now, in the Hebrew language, this reads, this, it was a deep sleep, like wipe your mouth sleep. <laughs> See, if you read your Bible, you, you know that that's there. Now, you know that's some good, I'm talking about good, where my people at? I'm talking about some good sleep. That's that kind of sleep when you wake up and you go, oh, oh. Mm. Or you get up, you get up, and you just, I mean, you just was knocked out. You were in another world, and then you wake up and you go, ooh. You know you sleep when you're wiping your mouth, okay? But see, that's in the Hebrew. But, but see, you got, you got to read the Bible. You got to read Hebrew. If you don't read, you just won't get this. There's some good stuff you need to write down. I did homework for you. You need to write it down. It's good sleep. Good sleep. And they had to be in a deep sleep. Hey, check this out. They had to be in a deep sleep for them not to hear them coming into the camp, kicking rocks and making noise. I don't care how quiet you tip in. Boots make noise. Then they, they have they rocks and you you know they probably getting in and David's probably shh. 
and they getting in, and Abishai almost like, Abishai, get up. Make some more noise. I'm going to send you back. So it's hard to get in and get in quiet. You know, kicking rocks, boots, squeaking and carrying on. But look at God. God bought that sleep. Somebody say amen. God allowed this, allowed this whole scenario. God allowed this whole scenario. And then we're going to move forward. Listen, for one reason I believe and one reason only. I believe that this is God giving Saul one more opportunity to repent. Instead of chasing the Philistines out of the land like you should have been doing, Saul, you're fighting with your people. You're fighting with God's people. Saul, here's your last chance. Don't you know God is not going to give up on you? How many of y'all know God don't, they don't give up on people? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.